0: Welcome to this episode of Clinic Press. We are here with Coach John Bauman. Uh, personally, got to work with Coach Bauman when we were at Oklahoma State together. Uh, he was our throws coach and did a lot of their strength and, uh, all of their strength and all of their strength conditioning, Not a lot of all of it. Um, and we worked together there. And now he is moved on from Oklahoma State and is doing full time strength and conditioning. And I don't know if we can say where, but I feel like if people just pay attention, they can probably figure it out. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, like I, we were just talking about, I'll let you give some of your background, okay. certification-wise, sure. things like that, because you've kind of done a little bit of everything. All
1: right. Uh, I started out as a graduate assistant right out of uh, my four-year school, went right to the University of Illinois and started as a strength and conditioning coach. And uh, I was, did that for about four years, so I lived on little nothing to be able to do what I wanted to do. Uh, Then I moved into what was a restricted earnings position of $16,000 to coach track and field, but at the same time I got to stay and be uh, the the track strength and conditioning coach. I don't know that you really need to have the title of conditioning uh, for track and field. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, right. it, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive with both the yeah, throwers and the runners, right? Yeah. But, you know, in our sport, our conditioning, what we do every day, that's what every other sport does for their conditioning. Yeah. Sure. So we really don't need to do that. We need to just do the strength part. For sure. Um, so I stayed there for another couple of years, then moved to George Mason and was the head strength coach. Uh, but also was fortunate to volunteer. That's kind of how we worked it, to be a throws coach there, um, and we won the national title. First team to beat Arkansas to take it away from them, and then outdoors we were runner up. Um, and they had a long streak. If I they had a huge streak. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, Arkansas to go back, you and touch. it was you know an eight ten year reign wow, type wow. deal. So I'm gonna um, ask because I don't know George Mason is. These. Fairfax, Virginia. Okay. Yeah, right in the beltway is the best way to say it. Um, and at that time, we had 14 athletes that went on to become Olympians that year in 1996. Wow. Down in Atlanta. Um, so, uh, long story short there, I hate the East Coast. I'm not an East Coast guy. So, boom, went back to the University of Illinois, was fortunate enough that another uh, track coach on the women's side. I worked for the men first, um, developed a great relationship with Gary Winkler who arguably is one of the best sprint hurdle coaches in the world and was fortunate to go back and work for him for six years um, doing the same thing. Coaching throws, multis, but more importantly um, developing strength programs for his elite athletes and uh, at that time uh, probably our claim to fame was hurdling. We had four girls in the NCAA final out of eight. In, all uh, all in Illinois? All Illinois. Um, one went on to become uh, world champ. Uh, another one now set the world indoor 60-meter hurdles record and uh, is world champ. So, uh, yeah, very fortunate in some of the people that I've been around and learn from. From there, moved out to Oklahoma State. We moved closer to family, same deal. Did uh, throws, multis, and strength training for track and field for 10 years there. Um, was lucky enough to recruit a, a young man who is top 10 in the world right now in the hammer, Nick Miller. Uh, now I just consult with him. He's moved on, and uh, which is fine, you know. One less thing to do, there you <laughs> go. Um, and then here at Ku, I'm the strength coach for track and field. So, kind of a unique position where that's all I do. I have no other teams, uh, so I service or see anywhere from 110 to 120 kids. I don't so, know if you need
0: any more teams after that? No, yeah. you, no don't you don't. Because that's I mean,
1: plenty. We we pretty much have a bigger team than the football team. Right. So, yeah, that's hmm. kind of the career. Uh certifications. I was never a big CSCS guy until I had to do it this year.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I gotta re tag it.
1: Yeah. Stunned on that. Yeah. Um so but that you was know fantastic. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. very unique story there for me. Yeah. It's like uh you know, you spent twenty plus years learning from everybody else. So you have your own thoughts, ideas, theories, right? And then all of a sudden you have this thrown on to you and it's this book. And you got to regurgitate what's in this book on this piece of paper. Yeah. So uh, I spent two weeks and just crammed, went and did it online. Boom, we're done. Okay, I'm moving on now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The piece uh, of paper is in place. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I still just do my own thing. What I believe, what holds true, I'm not saying the NSC is bad or anything like that. It's just... I'm much more. Um, what would you say? Just set in my ways because I've been doing it for 25 years, so um, I don't use a lot of maybe their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying, like I said before, it's bad or anything. I think it's great for all the young people that are coming through. It gives them a base at least, yeah. right. you know, and then from there maybe they can reach out and get with somebody that's older and been around and, you know we can share our thoughts and our ideas. This is what I think you should try because this is held true. Known, and, uh, you know, kind of one of the things is it's never sexy, but there's a lot of time hold truths that you just need to stay with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how I just build around
0: everything that I
1: do. I was mean, so, just you
0: setting your ways, though. You were telling us what some of the things you're going to do next door, and it sounds like they're pretty cool. Like, you've got some... It's a good good ideas, and I I yeah, yeah. It's I mean, I, I don't either. think, you
1: know, there's never an end-all, um, but there is for some people. I think you always got to keep your mind open and look at that and how that maybe fits into what you believe or what you know from your years of experience. Um, so when you say that, you know, it's like I told you before, I, I believe a lot in gymnastics. I believe in bodybuilding. I believe in powerlifting, I believe in Olympic lifting, I believe in strongman training. I take a wide variety of everything and put it together into the system that I've created and it works for me. I will share it with anyone because whoever they are, it's probably not the same environment. So it may or may not work for them. I'm not going to force it upon anyone. If they ask, here's what I do. This is what I believe. It works for me. Why does it work? Just what I said. In my system, in that way, I run things. Now, if I were to take it to football, I'd probably get thrown out. <laughs> but I'd probably guarantee my guys would be faster and stronger. But whatever, you know. That's why you know a lot of people ask that. Why why don't you do that? Well, that's not my niche. My niche is track and field. I love track and field. In my opinion, they're the most athletic people out there. They can produce the most force in various degrees of lots of things, speed, how fast, A to B, um, throwing, jumping, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I, you know, and I've told this to a couple of the young guys that, that are here with me. I, I believe as a strength conditioning coach that if you can learn the sport of track and field, you can be a strength coach for any sport. Why is that? We run fast, we're very explosive to throw things, we're very explosive vertically to go over bars. Oh, and then we carry this pole down a runway, we (laughs) plan it and we go vertical, (laughs) right? We're also very good at applying forces horizontally into the air, it's everything that every sport does. The biggest thing I think uh, that a lot of young strength coaches miss, and I'm toying with it right now with my young guy, Jacob, yeah. is they don't understand the energy systems. That's the biggest thing in track and field. What you do from day to day, uh, and this is get a little philosophical, but you've got to always be prepared to charge the battery. So who drove down? What car? My Tundra. Okay, so that Tundra's got a battery. Still got an alternator? I hope so. <laughs> and a starter, right? Yeah. So you turn that. Starts it up. What's the alternator do? Recharges the battery, right? hmm Pull that out. What happens? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> nothing going to happen. So from day to day, what we do in track and field is Monday... What do we do that's gonna help Tuesday? What are we gonna do that's gonna help Wednesday? So, in other sports, what do they do? They run the shit out of people. They have big collisions. Um, They do the same movements, same planes, over and over and over. So when you look at those other sports, at least when I do, what are they doing from day to day to keep recharging that battery so that kid can keep going? Right? Mm-hmm. Joel was a trainer in track and field. You see a wide variety of injuries. What do you see in football now that you're a football guy? A lot of the same. Yeah, it just depends where it's located. But pretty much the same, yeah, yeah. right? Because they're doing the same shit. But if, maybe if they did other things... You wouldn't see even that. So that's how I kind of view that. Anyway, back to uh, certifications. I'm uh, USA weightlifting, but i got to redo that because you can't get grandfathered in. I mean, <laughs> I used to teach the course, you know,
0: that, uh, whatever. da. What all the dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just got an email that mine expired. Yeah. Here's $85. Thank you. So uh, CrossFit,
1: uh, went to the... Like, one of the very first ones in Colorado Springs. That's cool. Uh, you said 90... Not Colorado Springs. In Greeley. No, Golden. Okay. Oh, wow. nice. In Golden at the uh, state patrol office. It <laughs> wow. was crazy. Wow. Nice. You said yeah. that was 94? 94-ish. Yeah. 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 So, and now look how that thing's oh, blown up, right? Cash you... cow. Cash cow, baby. Yeah. Um, met Chris Summers. Summer. Yeah, yeah, we were
0: chatting about that earlier. Right, with gymnastic. You would have been
1: sitting like right here with me, and we're in the back talking, and somebody's up there, probably Mike Bergner, talking, you know, and we're sharing ideas that way. Um, and then level one instructor in track and field, and then I'm certified in level two everything but uh, the roundy round distance. So um, <laughs> pretty much uh, just a big scope of everything. But I think that's how you become a better coach. For sure, is learning other events and and stepping out of out of your box. You know, Um, if you're not good at something, go seek somebody that is. Find them and pick their brain, and you know, steal everything they have, and then you obviously become better. Sure. Right, and then give back if you can. Yeah.
0: I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I know. Pretty sure you're a big proponent, multi-sport athlete. Love it. Love so, it. not I uh, just asking because we've been really taking a look at what we were doing in our sports performance center at UWL, and we're moving towards an EXOS mm-hmm. model, just again, moving everything. And you had mentioned with track, what do you do, you do a lot of lateral stuff with oh, them? Yeah. Just because, like, of all the things you mentioned, there's not really anything on the track that involves a right, ton of right. lateral movement in general, but just again, addressing the whole athlete as a yeah, you know, a strength coach, yep. and trying to make that better. And yeah,
1: so in track and field, everything's pretty much straightforward. Right. So we don't do a lot of stuff going backwards or laterally. So all of our fall training, they're doing uh, monster walks. They're doing lateral walks. Okay. They're doing backward walking, and we have an incline hill. Yep. Uh, in at KU football. Yeah. So we use that to the point where the football guys came out, what the hell is going on, you know? We'll pull sleds up it backwards for hamstring work, we'll go lateral, we'll do karaoke. We're doing all the lateral stuff that you would do in football, Hmm. track and field. It helps with glute, hamstring, ligaments around the knee. Mobility. Mobility Mobility in the ankles, right? And, and, you know, we talked about that briefly before. Um, everything from the ground, and I do mean from the foot up, we're working, especially in the fall, but all year round. Um, I'm a huge believer that if that ankle locks up, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what sport it is, but once that locks up, it's just like Kyle said, when you squat and that femur wants to go forward, well, if that ankle's locked up, you're Everything just goes to shit, right? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we do a ton of it. Okay. Um, we use slide boards, yep. uh, no. our little slide. tools, um, bands, uh, we, to the point where the track kids, and imagine, you know, maybe our biggest quarter miler maybe weighs 185, and they can do bigger, stronger bands than any of the football linemen going sideways. Mm -hmm. That's how strong their legs can get. But you got to keep doing it. Sure. Right? Yeah. It's not, um, you know, bring them in and squat the piss out of them and they get huge. It's building that whole holistic thing
0: that everything ties in together so it's always firing. That's the whole key. And then that continues to some degree into their actual season just yes. to keep everything yeah. there but yeah. maybe not to the same extent with heavy sled pulls or yeah the
1: sled stuff comes out I mean you know I think uh, and I've talked to several coaches now about this but a lot of um, strength coaches out there they don't have the background as a track coach mm-hmm. um, and some of them their egos are too big to maybe go to, to level one or even level two school to get better knowledge of it But they all keep training the hamstring as season comes along. Well, I don't need a doctorate degree and I don't need a master's degree to understand that every time you take a step, or more importantly, when you run hard and you sprint hard and you jump hard, that hamstring does work. And how many pounds of pressure is applied depends on the body weight. But it's usually in the excess of eight to 10 times. Mm -hmm. So why am I gonna bring a kid in, like you just asked, closer to the season, and we're gonna do RDLs. We're gonna do hamstring curls. You know, all this stuff that's just gonna tighten stuff up more and more, right? And in track and field, probably the biggest thing that that, uh, kills kids is the anterior rotation at the hip. Oh, yes. So So we're not gonna compound this problem. (laughs) So we pull all of that out because we did that when they're doing lesser Mm -hmm. degree of running or jumping in the fall. So, yes, we pull it out and and we shift everything. Um, And we try to do more along the lines of uh, to keep those strength levels high, more ballistic training. Um, Jump squats, split squats, um, And and sometimes depending on it, but usually the females, females need to tighten up more because they're already too elastic. We do a lot more one-legged work. Uh, Some people call it the Bulgarian. Some people call it a split Mm squat. But then we also do a rear elevated. To me, that means the box is higher, the foot is higher. So there's even less um, uh, extension and flexion moving down with dumbbells to do the movement so the quad's getting stronger. Mm-hmm. But more importantly so is the hip. Right. You so, you know, yeah, we really move long. away from that and we try to do it more specifically, you know, like I said, and get away from uh the traditional hamstring things. So awesome. Um and body weight movements, uh we're huge on that here. Coach Mike's group, the distance coach, yeah. we've reduced his uh stress fracture rate considerably nice uh, so almost to the point where maybe there's only two or three and right. that's you're never gonna probably you, get you're, that yeah unfortunately you know? god if I could get a hundred percent they need to give me a bonus um, <laughs> yeah if we could figure that out we'd both be retired yeah. by now so you know learning to reduce that injury rate in the different groups so you know for me it's there's six coaches so there's six different bosses And they all train different. So it's learning how to manipulate the system to fit what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that just goes back to what I said before. There's too many strength coaches that haven't learned the sport, and especially the energy system, from a day-to-day what's being done. And then being able to have, you know, the fancy word now is undulating. Well, I just call it, I got A, B, C, D workout. Depending on what you did today, we're going to do this workout. Um, Well, you know, I did hills, whatever. Well, we're probably just going to concentrate more on the upper body. And if it's a dude, they're going to do a lot of hanging stuff to stretch out their pelvis. The girls, they're going to do tons of abs. They're going to hang, and they may squat a little bit because they're so elastic. We need to tighten that shit up. So, yeah, it's just learning how to do that.
0: I've been I'm asking all the questions, so yeah. if you guys got anything, I'm feel just soaking to it all in. That's I have good information. I'm writing that stuff yeah. down. I was going to ask about the injury prevention, but you kind of kind of went there. Okay. Uh, see that. You know that's
1: always evolving, though.
0: And we're um, trying to take that same thing in and just put it into their training. Yeah. Because that's we don't need to have an extra thirty-minute session of, exactly. of corrective exercises. Exactly. And, so
1: it goes back to for me. You know, some coaches are great about getting me a daily or a weekly or bi-weekly. This is what I'm going to do. Coach Pete just... He was, he's, oh. he's still great. All year. You know? Already mapped out. It's incredible. Um, uh, he's... You know, uh, and some aren't. So I rely a lot on the kids. And like I said, I have different
0: workouts... Uh, I don't have anything here, but... Would you do it so if they happen at days that were similar, like, would you do the same workout? Like, It always times? matches up. Okay. My theory,
1: uh, or my biggest pet peeve is mixed parameters, mixed result, injured kid. So whatever parameters they're doing, whatever it is, in the field, in the pit, on the hill, that's what you're doing in the weight room somehow, some way, those are going to match up so everything goes together. And so then the next day goes better. Right? And so... So match up in terms of intensity or... Movement more pattern. energy system. Energy system. Um, because, you know, movement pattern in track and field, almost every event is cyclic. So yeah. we need to do sometimes acyclic stuff to get out of that. Lateral movement. Instead of just feeding, sure. feeding it in. And yeah, you, you don't want to. don't want to feed the dragon, yeah. right? <laughs> that thing's gonna blow up, right? Sure. So sure. yeah, sometimes it's it, it's just okay. We're gonna get completely out of anything we've done here to let that body rest. Um, you know, you don't hear it a lot. Uh, it, it, I don't know. Maybe you guys do, but I don't. In this field now that I'm in it more. They don't talk a lot as strength coaches about the cellular and tissue level. What are we doing at that level mm-hmm. in this room, right? Mm-hmm. All they want to do is push big weights and big numbers, and it's not about that. You know, I always go back to uh, uh, Mark Mark Yeah, You guys know him? Yep. So he's a good friend of mine, and he came to one of our Level 1s, And we also do a strength training thing for that. And he was so intrigued that a track person would be able to do this, right? But, you know, the biggest thing that I think we both kind of agreed on was the strength part, meaning, you know, in powerlifting, which is what he really kind of pushes, you know, absolute strength, time is not a factor, right? It doesn't matter. You grind that shit out, Right. right? Well, what event do we do that? Right. We don't. <laughs> what sport do you do that?
0: You know, powerlifting. <laughs> powerlifting. Yeah. Right, right? You can make right. an argument for linemen, but even then, that's a but even really then, crappy argument. You know, yeah. So when you look at
1: those things, you've you got to be very cognizant of what, what really are you trying to do? you know. And that's what I mean. Get down to the cellular and the tissue level. How are you going to help that kid recover? to come back for tomorrow you know like this weekend we hosted a lot of teams here at the region and a lot of strength coaches that's what they were asking my young guys what's his system like da, da, da. well they're still trying to learn it but mm-hmm. you know for lack here you know it undulates every week and it's built more on recovery in the fall it's built on getting strong but then it's built on recovery and how we do that there's many different ways um but i'm just a firm believer i got a I can do a two day, three day, four day, five day workout and I got everything color coded so it makes sense to the kids. They know what they're doing and and they can put that mental thing in, into the work. You know, also just by the color codes, they know what's going to happen. You know, some days it's green, green. What is green? Green's energy. So when they come in, they may bodybuild today, right? And then another day there's red and yellow. Yellow is acceleration. Red is static. When they see orange, it's time to go. It's very explosive. Hmm. So the days are there depending on what they do outside of the room. You know? And I'm blessed that I can just leave the room and go to a practice and say, what'd you do today? Or I can stand there and watch and then 30 minutes later they're coming in the room with me. Boom, I can change. Mm-hmm. You know? So if they did uh, you know, heavy sled pulls or pushes, Probably not going to squat today because they already did. Right. Right?
0: Not just doing it because it's written on the piece of paper. Yeah.
1: Versus, you know, you could go to almost any football weight room. Well, even though they push sled, we're going to squat today. Shit, you just did that. Why are you (laughs) doing it again?
0: It doesn't make sense to me. Makes sense. That that makes sense. That that doesn't make sense. Yeah! (laughs) How do you like that one? Yeah. (laughs) Tell we're going in (laughs) the sun today. (laughs) So... Yes, kind of getting in on the, the periodization cycles throughout your track and field at this level has got to be a little bit different than football where you don't have people leaving early and stuff. So do you incorporate more of like a multi-year plan for some of the athletes? And
1: Yeah. Um, every year, everything's set out on a full year thing. Here's the plan. But then within that plan, it can always change. Right. But at least I'm always ready for something that they're going to come. Uh Like, Coach Hayes is great. Uh, He's our vertical jumps guy. We're on the same page. I mean, there's days where kids come in and they just say what they did. And I say, well, we should do this. And Coach, yeah, that's what Coach said. You know, we're just on that page. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, uh, you know, with a couple other coaches, maybe not so much. So i got to really watch what I'm doing there. Um, Sometimes it just needs to be real linear. And then other times it it just waves along. Just depends on where they are. Um, That's what I was going to ask. So with like freshmen coming in, you know, who maybe lack a little bit of that. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know, freshmen. Who knows? What we here. I've only been here a year, but what I implemented right away was that uh, um, they come in and they were with me for almost six weeks just learning. And it was bodyweight stuff, and it was med balls. And that was it. Mm-hmm. The older kids then came into the fold, and they, and then we started doing stuff because they kind of knew the lifts. But at the same time, we separated them out. So, you know, here's the young ones, here's the older. So there's two different workouts going on, and you're always going to get... Well, how come they're doing this and I'm doing it because of this. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get to be a big person, you'll move <laughs> Yeah.
0: Do you see yeah. that with some of the different like level of athletes too? I mean you oh, probably yeah. get a huge spectrum yeah. here, you know, still a high level track team, but you're gonna have the ones that are gonna go on to compete at an Olympic level. Yeah. And the ones that are gonna work to try and make the conference meet. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's always gonna happen um so a long. you adjust a lot for or? a
1: ton okay a ton um you know every week everybody has a new sheet um and within that i have the ability to just get my pen and go we're not doing this we're doing <laughs> this right um and as things go you start to learn the kids so i'm just going to give an example the two jamaican boys that we have on the four by four they started to get pretty big and bulky because they could, they tend to do that. And then, boom, we took them off, do more body weight exercises, body weight dropped, lean body mass way down. Oh, they're running 45, 46 now. It was a no-brainer, you know? <laughs> That's a first.
0: <laughs>
1: we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, So... You also have to be aware of the kids that you're training because different body types you're going to have to change mid-season. Yeah. You know, once we get around conference time, some of those kids, they can't lift anymore. They need to drop and start dropping body weight. You know, um, you were here probably, were they doing DEXs when you were here? No. No. We had BOD pod. Okay, we got rid of that. We do dexas here now. Um, And, you know, you and everybody
0: else that's got the money to do, yeah, um,
1: we just had awesome results. I mean, we were having girls gaining three, four pounds of lean body mass and dropping three to four, Mm -hmm. but you know, we were having guys gaining four, four and five and dropping well under 8%. Well, obviously they're doing something right in the weight room, but is it transferring to the track? Right. And some of it wasn't, so boom. All right, coach, we're going to switch this around because this isn't working. Well, how's that going to work? Just have a little faith, a little trust. It'll come around, and it has. Um, In the fall, uh, probably the biggest thing that, that, you know, for me personally, it was like, okay, those four or five guys we tested in the fall off of 300 times, we were like, we got like five guys here that can go 45 points. But it wasn't showing up, right? They weren't transferring the stuff from the weight room to the track. But once we started getting out of that and transitioning more into body weight type things or uh, body weight ballistic movements, like on the grass, boom, time started dropping. So we hit it, and now, you know, they're top five, seven in the country in the four by four. So, you know, as a strength coach, you still got to look at many factors where, as you guys know, a lot of it's cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. You know, in track and field, you can't be a cookie cutter guy. It doesn't work. We were commenting on that one. The yeah. four
0: by four athletes were walking by us. We were right next to them. And you, you saw all kinds of different body types. Yep. It's i mean, unbelievable. We were just going, yeah. how are all these people in the same event group? They were drastically different. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. And you got to find the body type and then train that. You know? Yeah. Versus the girls. You know, we've lifted heavy almost all the way up to this. Where a lot of people have pulled them out. Hmm. But to keep their their uh hormone levels high, you gotta lift women. Huh. Otherwise they'd drop through the roof. Yep.
0: Interesting. Wow.
1: Yep. Practical.
0: Yeah. yeah. very practical.
1: Yeah, it's not written. <laughs> I can see time. where that experience comes into play. Yeah. There.
0: Yeah. Yep. You touched on Mark Riffetel, What are some of your other bigger mentors that you've kind of adopted? Uh, I know you and I have talked about this some and even back to the days when you'd be at conferences and Greg Cook and all those guys were there with you and everything. Um,
1: When I first got in, uh, I was fortunate to meet uh, Mike Gatone and Roger Nielsen, both of them world team and Olympic team weightlifting coaches. That's how I got into that sport. Um, I used to drive to Chicago or Peoria every weekend and either lift or watch what was going on. Uh, When we went to Sayre Park in Chicago on a Saturday, it was nothing to see five or six current or past Olympians in the room training. So you got to watch it all, right? Mm -hmm. But more importantly... You got to listen to Roger Coach, and same with Mike when he was in Peoria. Um, Jeff Macy is uh, Oregon State director of okay. uh, weightlifting or you know strength and conditioning. Was an Olympian that was also in Peoria and started at Bradley. Uh, Al Vermeil from the Bulls yeah. used to go hang with Al, uh, and then Eric, his longtime assistant also is
0: now the director at Wisconsin. Yep. Yep. One of our football coaches. Really good friends with them. Yeah. Yep. One of our buddies yep. is at Wisconsin now. Um,
1: uh, that would be it probably from the Olympic weightlifting side. Powerlifting, uh, you know, obviously Rip. Uh, another guy that he works with now is uh, is uh, Reynolds, Mark Reynolds. Okay. Uh, he had the uh, Probably one of or arguably the strongest raw gyms in, in the U.S. over in Missouri in Springfield. Hmm. And just recently sold it. Um, Louis Simmons. Um, when yeah. I was a young coach, I used to have almost a weekly visit on the phone with Louie. Nice. You know, wow. and, and, you know, just take certain things that I liked that fit in what I wanted to do. I uh, don't, you know. Everybody has their argument, oh, you know, this, that, and the other. You know, the guy's very, very intelligent. And you just need to listen and, and take the things that you like, yeah. you know. And too many people, they think it's an end all to everything. And that's yeah, not the case. A big frustration of mine. Yeah. Just listen to it. Yeah. You don't have to like all of it, just listen yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, from gymnastics, I was blessed to have you know, just great gymnastic coaches at the University of Illinois. Yeah. The men's team were many-time national champs, okay. so I could always go over and see Yoshi and just hang out with him, and, and, and you know, eventually they just gave me a key to the room so we could bring our team in there in the morning. and We trained our women's team all the time in there. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so that would be that. Uh, That's an impressive list of names. Um, track and field, man, it's huge. I believe that uh, you know Cliff Reveltos probably one of my bigger uh, multi-event mentors along with Boost Next Lider, uh, and Boost speaks all the time uh, uh, Gary Winkler obviously is my sprint hurdle guy yeah I worked for him even before I worked for him when I was at the university he was he was always there um Dan Paff who's out at Altus okay um another one um, Vern Gambetta, you know, Vern's yeah. a longtime friend. Um, I'm going to go to his GAIN conference this weekend, okay. or in two weeks, you know. Um, I know I'm missing tons of guys, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, just been very fortunate yeah. to be in the right place at the right time and be able to listen to people far smarter than I am, you know, and, and take their knowledge and just soak it in, you know, and, and, and like I said, just develop the system that I, works, and it works how I understand it, you know it's, it's. you know, sometimes you get so many people, that all they want to do is read, 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 and they forget about the practical side of it, or the clinic side, you know, you have to be in that, because the book isn't going to tell you everything you know, so yeah that's a few of them
0: yeah, <laughs> quite a list you guys have any more? I got one more if nobody Go else has. Just like looking at like younger athletes, like is there, it's, this is a very broad question, like something that you see like missing with them early other than they should be a multi-sport athlete in oh. terms of like training. You know, yeah. Is How young is too young? What should it focus on? I think I probably got an idea based on yeah. how our conversation's already gone, but yeah, I think, um,
1: you know, too many people train them, especially in the weight room, too young. Mm-hmm. You know, I think kids need to play. They need to learn movement and do many, many games because that also is a problem-solving skill which will help them later in life from a mental standpoint if they do go into sport. It also helps them understand their bodies. I think the biggest thing now with all the performance centers is they get too specific too fast. Kids don't learn really how to... Let's say if they're moving left, how to lower their body, their center, stop, and move to the right. you got a guy constantly telling them this is what you need to do, but they can't feel it. Right. Hmm. So when you talk to athletes, what do you feel? I don't know. Yeah, because they're doing all the thinking for them. What am I supposed to feel? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so uh, I think maybe at a younger
0: age, they just need to bring them in and, and... Let them play. I've seen some of those ones, just little short Facebook videos of, like, they're running basically back-and-forth shuttles, but they're playing tic-tac-toe at the end. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just having to Mm -hmm. go, and they're trying to be quick and react, but they also got to... I mean, you know, you don't see kids in your neighborhood
1: now playing kick the can Did you guys ever play that? Yeah. Right? Yeah, you know what it is. We we played a bunch of
0: other stuff. You know, We were lucky to have a park across the street. You know,
1: things like that, and... Oh, shit, it's almost dark, man. And they're still out there playing it. Yeah. You don't see that now. Not at all. You know, you don't see kids playing pick-up, yeah, uh, pick-up baseball. rugby. You know, Smear the
0: insert in, yeah. unappropriate <laughs> over here.
1: Yeah. So I, I think they need to do that. I think more kids need to play more sports. And then once they go to college, they can be more specific of what they really want to do, and that career really takes off. I mean, you can go and look stood the, t- the, the test of time you know it, you can go with the pro football players more than anybody who are the ones that last it's the guys that were three sport guys yeah right I mean yeah, the big absolutely. thing right now everybody's putting on Facebook Twitter you know you name any social media is what football players are doing track right now holy crap the list is huge why Ohio State because mm-hmm. they hubbed it so hard yeah. Right, but yet there are how many NCAA schools Division One? They are not going to do track. They're going to only do football. Whether it's the head coach or the head football strength coach. You know what? Not everybody knows everything. (laughs) Learn from everybody. If if you know, I mean, if that guy over there in that room can make my kid faster, I want that guy doing it. Right. But it's a, I guess as the field has moved, there's too many egos now. Yeah, and it's hard to check that at the door. You know, and that's the problem. If you're really into the athletics, it's about the kid. It's not about you. Then you shouldn't have got in it. Yeah, it's got to be about the kid. How can I help them? So
0: Sounds good. On to the questions. Yeah, the only other one I can I the same kind of question, but for young strength coaches coming into the field, what kind of advice would you have for them? We work a lot with undergraduate exercise science, strength conditioning students who oh, are um, starting to venture out.
1: Given our current field, kind of how it is, I, like I tell my t- two young guys that I'm working with, I said, you've got to find a niche. That's what this field is about right now. Yeah. You've got to have a niche. Um, If you don't want to do football, then become the best or the greatest Olympic sport strength guy. Learn every sport and become great at it, but really hone in on something and become just so damn good at that that, you know, somebody could I want that guy. Where, you know, if you don't want to be in football, (laughs) you better be damn good. Yeah. You know, and then... If you're a football guy and that's your heart and that's where you are, same thing though. You got to become, you know, a great speed guy. Niche within football, yeah. You know, a great lateral movement guy, um, a great programmer. You know, um, a great Olympic technician. How can you take you know athlete A and B and C and D and get them all? You know, the big thing now is that they all clean three hundred. You know, back, man, when I was in college, shit, they were everywhere. Now, man, strength guys work their asses off to get a 300-pound clean in football. That, that doesn't make sense to me. You know, how come now it's so hard when 20-odd years ago, and they were everywhere. They are better athletes. You know? Um, I think that's it. You just got to find that niche. I really do. You know? Um. on the football program that you go to you know there's some guys where the 225 thing that means the world right so learn how to train it so when you go in to talk to somebody you can explain what you do and how well you do it right or if uh, you know that coach is looking for somebody to come in and do the Olympic side and you're great at making kids power clean hang clean well over 300 Get after it yeah but I think the young guys they, they just they need to find a niche and get great at it yeah yeah I think I think, like that one. I
0: think
1: um, you know I don't know maybe it's me, but programming is easy, but learning how to make changes on the fly there's not enough of that. The art versus science. There you go. Part of that now. Yeah. Coaching is an art. It's not cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. And I think some of uh, our younger guys, when they get into these programs and stuff, that they, you know, I got a program, I got a program. Yes, but you also need to learn to be able to change on a dime. Because every day you come in, You can't tell me that those kids are going to be 100% and they can do your plan. It just doesn't work that way. And if it does, they're doing something they're not supposed to be doing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. So hopefully that helped. Yeah, Yeah. definitely.
0: What recommendations do you have for just your everyday, uh, your average person in terms of just if they're wanting to, you know, become more fit or strong or just... Better fitness in general. Um, you know, seek out
1: people of the areas maybe they're not understanding, and go and sit with them and and learn or pick their brain. Yeah, um, I don't think that happens enough in our field either. You know, strength and conditioning. Here again, it always goes back to the ego thing. I mm-hmm. think that you know. Um, when I was young, the one thing that I was very fortunate to do is meet some of those mentors that I told you. But uh, we would have a, I don't—I I wouldn't call it a conference, but like a seminar or a symposium where certain guys were brought in. And the first rule was doors locked, drop your pants, let the information go. Whatever happens in this room stays in this room. So there were no insecurities, right? So it wasn't like now, when you walk into an NSCA, it's like, okay, I got the biggest dick in here, so none of you guys, you can't hang with me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the feel out there versus, just drop your pants, let the information go. I mean, I've done it. I've called guys and emailed some of the guys after I went to my first one that in January. I shit you not, it took three months to get a hold of one guy. And the only reason I think he emailed me back is because I got a hold of another friend and said, Hey, this dude's dropping your name. Are you guys buddies? Because I've been emailing him. And boom, all of a sudden I got an email <laughs> within 10 minutes. Nice. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're going to do it, share it. Right. So, just like you said, somebody that wants to know, go out there and find people that are going to share. The people that, you know, don't really want to, do you really want to be with them? Right. Did that yeah, that's answer good. it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough in the fitness world just because of the gyms and mm-hmm. and things like that. A lot of the gyms, it's this is what we do here, right? It's all kind of we're not stepping over, we're not stepping out of this box, stay in here, so everybody's doing the same thing. Versus, you know, if you're if you're just a, you know, weekend warrior. Go find somebody. You know, a lot of times those people will just sit down and have a coffee with you, have a beer, whatever. They'll shoot the shit and give you more information than you ever wanted. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, I always tell my young guys that. When we're out somewhere, go find somebody. You're going to learn more on that napkin that you get at the end of the night than you ever will at a conference. And it's the truth. Yep.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Now on telephone press ones or you got another one? No, no. You're kind of notorious for that sometimes, so I just yeah. want to double check. Like to learn. Yeah. So, you kinda of heard these before in the other one, but we'll roll through them again. Something you believe that others may not. Karma. Ah. That's the first. I like it though. Yeah. That is a karma. first for that one. <laughs> I really believe in karma. Good. Good. Enough said. Is that Simple one? Simple and <laughs> easy, yeah. Uh t- top three take-home tips or things that you would, you know, ask for people to do. Okay. Uh, I'm a huge proponent of massage. So Kyle, you know,
1: if you can't afford it, you know, at least try to work it in your budget, especially if you're an athlete and you're trying to do something and, and move farther ahead because most people, you know, we're shitty at recovery, you know, um, It doesn't matter if it's an athlete or a normal person, how many people drink X amount of coffee, which I don't anymore. I'm a tea guy. Got Mm -hmm. rid of that, Joel. Um, You know, the diuretic thing going on and lack of water. And You know, go get a massage. Number two, get a pedi. Let somebody rub your feet, man. It feels great. Let
0: them do that. You know, you don't got to do it all the time, but,
1: you know, I That's did
0: a, a reflexology. Although I don't same, know if it was, kinda, but the, over, when, when I was over in India, yeah, kind of. First same time thing. ever. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to back up
1: what Kyle said, more people need to laugh. Go out with your friends. Go out with your buddies. You don't got to get drunk all the time, but go out and have fun. I tell the athletes a lot here um, when we're getting ready for big meets. Okay, just go do something for you. Do something fun. Go laugh. Go find some friends. Call a buddy you haven't for a long time. I bet you'll laugh. You know, just enjoy it. Yeah.
0: What's an influential purchase you have for a hundred dollars or less?
1: My super sliders. There you go. <laughs> bet you get a bunch of those for a hundred
0: bucks, too. Yeah, no, you no. can, <laughs> man. <laughs> Lowe's, Walmart, Home Depot. Uh, oh, they're not even like a perform better type thing right? for moving
1: yeah moving, moving furniture, furniture. <laughs> okay <laughs> moving Even furniture. better
0: I can find these on Amazon I'm a lot positive yeah uh, you can use them for anything
1: um, plank position right uh, hamstring work squat work shoulder mobility work on the wall
0: yeah in the fridge probably. Moving a fridge moving a fridge <laughs> yeah. Yeah, re, re- redoing your away <laughs> yeah, room yeah, if you yeah, need to yeah yeah. yeah yeah
1: making your man cave better <laughs> there you go
0: uh, any good books you used to talk books a whole bunch yeah, so man Ripto's book brother, right every one
1: of rip's books uh, okay. yeah the starting strength series that's what I would say there with rip um, kind of my go-to authors. How about that? Sure. Frank, Dick, uh, Bampa, Mevedev, Roman.
0: Sounds good. Yeah, nice. Um. Then, what information would you tell yourself in your training or uh, education if you could go back? Oh wow. Maybe when you started. Like we're when not interrupting you, but
1: no. It's all right. um, it would have been uh, back when. When I first started to take better notes of the things that I learned versus, you know, now it's like I tell a lot of guys, it's like, you know, most of us have been in the field for 25 years or a bit more. We've probably forgot more than most people have learned (laughs) and we should have wrote it down. For sure. So the only way for us to get that information again going is to sit and have a conversation in the database. It starts to roll.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. that it? That's it. All right. Once you get Good back start. to it. Yeah. Thank, it you yeah yep. thank, thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you very much. much. Nice meeting you. All right. Thanks for chatting. I appreciate it. Thank you for watching this episode of Clinically Pressed. If you want to go check out our full site at clinicallypressed.com, we will have links to all our episodes, our insights, and coming soon, CP Shorts. Also, while you're there, we are starting to offer online courses with our first one being Dr. Jagam's Weight Loss 101, so check that out. You can find us at any podcast outlet and YouTube. While you're there, if you could give us a thumbs up or a rating, that would be great. We've heard it really helps. Also check out our blog at totalathletictherapy.com where you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter that summarizes all of our posts, plus provides you with some other extras. Thank you again for listening, and we hope to see you again soon.